0: One day and it's great to say that again. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter and threads at Scott underscore Fontana.
1: And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify. Everywhere, else. Apple, yeah. everywhere. Make sure you subscribe though. Don't just, don't just pretend. Like, we're really also, do we're also more active on Instagram, uh, and we're also going to be talking about judging in MMA. What a shocker! So make sure you've read that criteria. Hey, please do. It's, it won't take you long. I promise. Um, should we wait three and a half minutes for them to read it? Let's just maybe get into it. Well, me mean you just had this conversation. I mean, three and a half maybe a little, little long, a little short. I mean,
0: that's true. That's I true. mean, we were just talking were, about the SATs. We were talking about the SATs, which we took twenty years ago, and and how both Dan and I didn't think we had enough time to read them because at least me in my case i'm just a slow reader um which i think makes me a good copy editor because i will end up looking you know with a fine to come for comb for uh for mistakes like that one
1: yeah i the thing is i forget what i read so i read read it three or four times Mm, and then i go wait, what did they just say and then i read it again yeah that's uh if i'm not interested in the subject. Oh sure,
0: sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you if you're into it, I'm sure. Like every time you read, you know, something i wrote, I'm sure you're riveted. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Um speaking of what i wrote, i just wrote about uh
1: this guy, Alexander Volkanovsky. You heard of him?
0: I did. And up- i meant he's an to up and read comer. It.
1: i meant to read it. I didn't get a chance to. Oh, no, no, that's okay. But I was I really to. just trying to segue in. But what I was
0: saying, you know, he's just he's an up and comer. I think uh, <laughs> he's on the rise. Yeah. up and coming goat. But... <laughs> And I actually kind of mean that right in this case, because like I'm might, joking, but like I think he's getting better in the last four years. Like he's he's finishing guys now. Granted, you know, he couldn't finish Max Holloway, but no one does. So, you know, there's that. But like he's showing that I think he's more of a finisher than I think people thought he might
1: have been in these uh, last few fights. I got it. I, I think I have a similarity here. What do you got? Like almost like an opposite to GSP. And
0: opposite to GSP, Go, okay. I sure. just, just
1: want—I just wanted to check his his early early work when he first came to the UFC. If he was just a decision machine, or if he was doing sure. finishes. And
0: guys, take this is the opportunity. Go find that that page, uh, the, the the criteria, and read that. We'll be silent yeah. for you for a little bit. Okay. No, no, no. We're not going to do.
1: That. Maybe like opposite GSP a little bit, where GSP was a killer in the beginning, and then he kind of just was a decision machine afterwards. I don't know that. Volk and then maybe cause... Volk is kind of you know, becoming more of an animal in attack and going for the finishes. Now,
0: I wonder if he's just, he kind of, because he was, I think he came to MMA with at least some athleticism and, and strength to kind of carry him there. Cause obviously he was an athlete. He played rugby or, uh, Austri- Aussie rules. I believe was, it was it rugby or Aussie rules. I thought I know, it was rugby.
1: Remember. It looked like rugby on TV. Yeah,
0: I think it was rugby. Um, but yeah, he came, he came into MMA with a lot of that. So I wonder if maybe it just took him a little more time to to kind of sharpen the tool. I mean, which is crazy because he got very sharp with a lot of them very quickly. Um, but yeah, if whatever the reason, I'm just speculating here. Whatever the reason, he is just a, even more of a monster than I think he was for before. And that only makes me think that six title defenses in, he's actually got it in him that he might challenge Jose Aldo for some of those records. Jose Aldo won eight featherweight title fights in yeah. the UFC. He won 3 in the WEC. Volkanovski's now won 6 title fights in a row in, in, at his division 145, which now he's 16 0 at by the way. Yeah. 5 defenses. He's 16 0 as a featherweight. That's his division. Yeah, that's where he that's... that's the one you can't touch him in. Um I I really just I do think absolutely he is better than what he was four years ago and i don't think that's necessarily the case with most champions and most champions don't make it to year four realistically so mm. this is impressive he's really close to joining a short list if he makes it uh to december and he's still the champ that's four years the the list is so exceptionally short of of guys who've done that been the champion been the guy in one weight class in all of mma forget just ufc all of mma over four year period it, just doesn't happen that often. It's a very rare accomplishment. Yeah. John Jones territory. hmm. Now he's saying John Jones was one of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you real quick Fedor, uh, GSP, Silva, uh Aldo, and John Jones. And John Jones. I'm just talking about the men's side here, too, for the record, uh, because really, Cyborg has been the champion for like, or, or like the best at 45 for a long time. Now, granted, you know, she lost to Nunez, but if you want to go before that, there's still a lot of years. Anyway. Um, I think there's one more on escaping me right now, but the list is exceptionally short, is what I'm trying to illustrate. Yeah. Very short. As far as what's next for this guy. And it sounds like he kinda wants to get back in there one more time this year, even with the surgery he's saying. He was he needs supposed on his to be arm. in there
1: two more times. <laughs> what he was supposed to be in there two more times, his goal. But it doesn't seem like that's happening.
0: Well, you know, once it, once it had to wait until July, that got kind of tough, right? Yeah. If he got back in there maybe a month before It starts to look a little more feasible. But even at that, if he needs surgery, then, you know, no matter how short, you know, small the surgery is, it's probably still going to take a little time. Either way, he seems like he wants to get the surgery quick and definitely get back in there one more time this year, which has to be music to your ears. Three times is is. three times. Um, Three's good. Even if one of them was in another weight class, right? Four's better, but three's good. Four hasn't happened. You're going to have to settle for three. Which one would you want, though? If if you had, if you could choose which of these options for him is next? Because he's got basically these are the two. Islam Makachev rematch, and it would be in October. It sounds like it sounds like hell or high water. It's going to be Makachev defending against somebody in Abu Dhabi. That's it. Sounds like there's a, there's some partnerships in Abu Dhabi, and that's kind of what they want. That's one option. The other option would be Ilya Tuporia sometime near the end of the year. It could be could be October. It could be November. It could be December. Who knows? Which of those two interests you more?
1: I'd rather him uh, him fight Ilya. Me too. So poor, yeah. Me too. I I like the fight a lot more. It's not that I'm. It's not that I don't like the idea of him fighting
0: Makachev again. It was a. It was a. It was a competitive enough fight that you say, okay, hey, maybe he got it. Maybe he's got a chance. But also, you know, I I just want to see that Ilya fight. I think Ilya has done enough to put himself in the right spot. I think they're gonna create a little bit of heat. Maybe not in such a um. Is cringe? Does cringe even touch what we're gonna talk about a little later when it comes to Druka Duplessis mm, and and uh, Isaiah? Maybe,
1: maybe. But here's the thing. When Ilya didn't seem bothered, like, when, when, uh... No, 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 certainly Hulk, not. Folk was like, yeah, I'll smash him, too. And Ilya's like, yeah, okay. They're both very confident guys, but I think it's <laughs> gonna be one
0: of those things where it's not gonna get, like, embarrassing. I think it's just gonna be... These, these are kind of alphas. Alpha okay. personalities, you know? Yeah. And then just, that that I'm okay with. Like, I'm okay with that kind of build-up. That kind of thing. That can be fine and fun, but, like, sometimes it steps over the line into, like... Cringe doesn't cut it, what we saw. <laughs> Again, we'll
1: talk about that a little later. But,
0: yeah, I'm, so I'm with you. I want the Toporia fight I hope that happens. I, I'm going to say if it does happen, my guess would be December.
1: Yeah, I'm down for that.
0: I just have a feeling, you know, that we already know we're going to—Dana uh, has said that we're going to get John Jones and Stephen Miochich in November in Madison Square Garden. I imagine they feel like, yeah, we're probably good with that one. We don't need to put another title fight there, or at least that one. They yeah.
1: should be. They should be putting Islam there for Jim Miller. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think if Jim Miller was willing to fly out and fight that day in
1: uh, Abu Dhabi, maybe they'll do it. You know, he's got to get somebody who wants it. sounds like Charles Oliveira doesn't want to fight that day. Anytime Islam is defending the belt. If Jim's not the opponent, Jim should be the backup <laughs> until Jim calls it quits. I'm sure he preached. Um,
0: but yeah, so that, that's definitely where our hearts are. Let's move on though. Cause there, there is of course another title fight that we had. And as much as Volkanovsky was impressive by himself, this whole fight was fantastic is this a fight of the night or a fight of the year uh contender at this point or, oh, or maybe front runner out pantoja beating <laughs> brandon roy Oh, excuse me, not brandon roy ball brandon moreno
1: this is the front runner this mm. is this is the, the five round fight of the year okay we'll and be, i think we possibly a three round fight of the year or the one possibly earlier? the one we saw <laughs> earlier in the night between uh hooker and turner and we'll be talking about both of them in contested rounds and only both of those in contested rounds so yes yeah, stand,
0: stand pat for that one but yeah so pantoja now he's the winner um, obviously, fantastic fight, amazing fight. Definitely, if if it's not the number one, it probably means that we got an even better one down the stretch. So
1: that's pretty great. Be insane. That would is. be that would be fantastic. I mean, this is just a, this just proves it that, that how much more fun flyweights are than heavyweights. Can, it's there. There, I'm not
0: even gonna name check this person, but there is a certain personality who um likes to interact on Twitter, especially uh, about flyweights and how he wants the division eliminated, even now. And I just can't wrap my head around this. Why are we against this? Just sinking their teeth.
1: Uh, they're, they're healed in
0: now. I feel like, so. yeah, this is just like, uh, you know, I'm going to die with this ship. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I've i decided this is the hill I'm going to die on. And in fact, I know I'm about to die, but I'm still defending. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't <laughs> even like, a, you know, a hypothetical scenario. This is like about as close as you get to the, <laughs> he's not going to die. But, you know, either way, st- just just an awful take that we should ever do anything other than celebrate and uh expand the visibility of flyweight fights. But here's the question I would have off of this fight and, and our new champion Alessandro Pantoja who is now 3 and 0 against Brandon Moreno. First two don't count. But 1st he, he two don't count. But technically he is 3 and 0 against him. First one doesn't count. First
1: one was on the show. The other one was actually like right, fight. It, it technically counts, but it doesn't count. It's basically 1 and 0. Why don't... Hold on. I'm I'm Because it was so long ago. It, they're totally different fighters now. It's just... It's it's two different people. It's like, didn't even happen. Forget about it. I'm not with that. No, I'm not okay it's with that. It's over. It's like 2018 they fought. Yeah. I'm not with that, though. It's over. There's diff- they're different fighters. When you say, oh, you can't get a fourth immediate rematch because he's already beat him three times, it's stupid. See, no, I, I
0: I understand what you're saying, especially because that first one was on the show. Like, that... Whatever. That's fine. But the question would be... Would you accept an immediate rematch here between
1: the two of them? Or is Brandon Royval, your guy, the absolute next challenger? I'd love for Royval to come in and take the strap. Would love if he can come out somehow, harness his aggressiveness, not expose his back again on a wild missed punch, and get choked. He does that often. Yes. Uh, I, would, I would be totally fine if they did this uh, immediate rematch also. I tweeted it right after this. I said... Do th- just match him up right again. Run it back and put it in November, and that's how you may secure a ticket purchase from me. <laughs> if this fight was was on that,
0: I mean, wait, which one—the rematch or, or Royval?
1: Either one. They so, put, uh, if so they put if this the flyweight fight,
0: strap is on the line in MSG. I do, may and it's I'm, one of those two guys, especially or or does it even not matter? Like, are you pretty much okay? Like like Davis and Figueroa or something.
1: No, no, it has to be Pantoja, Roy Valor, Porte, Pantoja, Moreno. As, as long as their name is Brandon. As, as long as they're... If it's a brand and you're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I may pay $500 to get in the door for that. <laughs> for that, not the heavyweights. I like that. Well, no, John Jones, obviously. Okay. Um, if it was just the flyweights. Um, no. Okay. Just checking. It I'm, sh- I'm just trying to figure to have... out where the bar is. It's got to be both. That's fine. That's fine. I respect that. And Connor, maybe too. <laughs> like, that would definitely just be like, okay, I'll buy it.
0: Well, the price won't be five hundred
1: dollars minimum. That might be just put me in a nosebleeds.
0: I don't know if five hundred will get you in the door. If
1: if you get John Jones mm-hmm.
0: and Conor McGregor on the same card, yeah, you and which is a is a
1: fantasy, by the way.
0: Um, I I don't see that actually. Can you imagine that fight being a reasonable price? What
1: them two yelling at each other? No, I'm the main event. I'm the main event. No, I'm the main event.
0: I don't think and John then, Jones would fight. I think he would back down.
1: Yeah, he'd say, well, "All right, that's your card. Then. Take his ball, I'll go home." But
0: to and be there, on him, so would Conor McGregor.
1: Yeah, they're never going to be on the same card. Yeah. And why would they? Why Why would you waste those two guys unless your goal was like, let's just set the record? Dustin and Justin put them together, too. And now mm-hmm. it also.
0: Okay. All right. We're getting real sidetracked here. Let's go over to the middleweights then. Uh, and like I alluded to, du Duplessis got a, a win. Most people did not see coming over Robert Whitaker. I mean, I talked to people in private that like... Wrote off the idea of this even be a, being like good matchmaking as far as like are are they in the same realm of being put together? Duplessis and and Robert Whitaker and yeah I don't I don't put I didn't even put it pre thing uh, pre pre fight anywhere close to what happened with Sean Strickland and Abus Magomedov because that was two guys that were not supposed to fight each other from a rankings perspective. That's like that's like old school UFC before they actually had rankings mm. and. They could just get away with that stuff because most people didn't really know. Now people can kind of tell where people are. And like realistically,
1: Anderson Silver versus James Irvin. Well,
0: that was a little different. <laughs> that was just like, hey, we need we need a body to to come, go against Affliction, right? It was Affliction. No, that was in that was UFC. No, no, no. But that was they built that card like out of nowhere to go up against and oh, kind was of program it? It was Affliction, a, it was on Spike. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They were They wanted to give everybody a free card because oh. it was a pay-per-view from Affliction, if I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. uh, which, by the way, I was looking, like I've been doing a little research on, um, you know, past MMA events, UFC, uh, some other promotions. I'm still digging deep into this. I'm trying to come up with like a, a system of rating these events, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pu- it, the, the rating would be based absolutely and purely on – the, the number of, like, ranked fighters and good matchups and that kind of thing. So this doesn't account for, like, the hype train that Brock Lesnar brought in. All that kind of stuff. It, there's a human element that this will not account for. But the the Affliction pay-per-view cards, including the one that got canceled and, and killed them, those are three of the, like, better pay-per-views that, that happened or would have happened during the spike era wow in terms of quality fighter really impressive stuff they paid way too much money and then yeah. they blew they blew out their gas tank but <laughs> it was it was dude if you bought those pay-per-views like you got your money's worth <laughs> it was legit that was like before i was really watching so but anyway we're, we're getting way off topic once again duplessis absolutely stunned everybody else right I, again i wasn't stunned but i was like that's that's impressive i didn't think he would win um but at least he made sense as an opponent for sure. So the question again: Are we happy that we got a clear next middleweight contender or middleweight challenger? Which I think we do, right? It's, this is this is the
1: fight. This is the only fight. Uh I mean, I guess uh, since the UFC has decided to throw Merritt out the window because it should be Bo uh, that should be next. <sighs> um, but since that's not happening, I'm glad we don't have to uh, hold up involve any any hold up involving Strickland or Whitaker. It definitely shouldn't so. be Strickland. I, I'm absolutely so. like
0: against that one.
1: Duplessis is, is just
0: on a roll. Strickland's like two and two in his last four fights.
1: You know, I'm glad. I'm glad that we got they. They already made the matchup. Yeah, fine. Should but are be you Beau? happy oh. that we got that, or are you sad that the buildup for this is going to be terrible? No, I thought we were going to get Bow. Okay. Um, but well, whatever. You you are always throwing a wild card in. there.
0: I can't even <laughs> can't even go yeah. with these.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll answer my own question.
0: Yeah, and I'll do it seriously. I am absolutely not looking forward to the
1: buildup of this. It's going to be. Terrible. Oh no! I actually do like the buildup. No, this is going to um, be awful. I love these types of, of buildups. It's of what makes it interesting for me because yeah. it's not an act. They're quite serious behind it, even if it comes off uh, uh, cringe, as you say. Do you do you think that Israel is? Absolutely, just
0: being honest, or is he playing things up in a way that he thinks people will like?
1: No, I don't think I think he actually doesn't like Drakus.
0: DuPers- no, 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 I don't uh, doubt that. But Like,
1: is he is he heightening this to like a
0: higher degree?
1: The problem is, he it's a one sided way because Drakus isn't playing into it, no, and that's the problem. Drakus needs to man up and go back at him. Well, what it is is he just I think Drakus is just a little more, um, like even
0: keeled, it seems like. Yeah, I wish he wasn't. Wish he'd just make... But he's going to say some... Oh, they're both going to say some just... Oh, God. But I I'm can't gonna wait. Sm- I'm going to smack my head. against. Well, Good for you. I'm glad you'll enjoy it. So so basically what it is, I lean the latter, you lean the former, where you were, you were more happy that we got the clear challenger. Yeah. Okay. All right. Agree to disagree, my friend. Last one before we get into our rounds and all that. Robbie Lawler. We got to touch on yeah. this, right? Great way to go out. Amazing way to Amazing. go out. Amazing. Like, this was, like, this is what everybody was hoping and praying would happen. All the other times, mm-hmm. guys would come out for their last fight, and then you had like Shogun just look terrible, and um, well, Carlos man. Condit. Like he, I think he won his final fight, if I'm not mistaken. But like it was, it was just a fight, you know. It was whatever.
1: Oh, I don't think Robbie's ever been washed. I think I really no, think no, no, that, he's not washed. I really think that you know, stop sparring in training camp really prolonged him. Probably, I so. think a lot
0: of people would get prolonged that way too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. He could still go Mm -hmm. like Nico Price is not going to be knocking on the door of the rankings, but he's a good fighter. Yeah. And he got just smashed. Absolutely smashed. (laughs) It was amazing.
1: Really good knockout.
0: So here's two questions for you. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite fight of Robbie Lawler's all time?
1: So I have when I say when I hear Robbie Lawler, I have two distinct memories that always pop into my head. Okay. One, Nick Diaz knocking him out And, and two, him smashing Rory McDonald. With a split lip and just yelling. So, yeah, my favorite fight is Roy Mac too.
0: As is mine. And I watched that with you, incidentally. Yeah, that was,
1: that was, that's my favorite fight.
0: That was a fantastic fight. Now, the number two question fighter you wished that he got to face during his career but did not.
1: Uh, I really wish Hendrix didn't retire GSP because mm-hmm. I think it would have been Robbie GSP. I don't remember exactly to build up, but I know Robbie and Hendrix fought for the interim. Yes. After GSP relinquished it, so Robbie versus they actually GSP. fought two times, by the way. Yeah, Robbie versus GSP would have been been pretty awesome. Two
0: times. Uh, I should note in the same year, but Robbie took two fights in between them. There's your four fight guy.
1: Oh yeah, but he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, also, Nate Diaz would have been cool. Sure. And Connor even would have been great. Connor would have been fine. <laughs> did but, you hear? Did you hear they they
0: said? Uh, uh, I guess Connor had tweeted something last night as he's wants yeah. to do. Right? He said, uh, you know, oh, I don't, I don't think he's done. I'll think he be back later this year. And so they asked they asked Robbie about it at the post fight presser, and he goes, "Why does he want to fight?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, looking, he's like, "Is he interested?" <laughs> it sounded like he'd come back for that kind of fight, but
1: like he knows, he knows he's not gonna try uh-huh. to do that. It was well, actually, she hadn't even see He always says it, but he said, "I can't wait for you know his announcement in three months."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait, can't wait for the next one, right? <laughs> I, it wouldn't stun me if he came back. It shouldn't, right? It, it really should not. But I don't know. He seems at peace. He's, he's pretty okay with it.
1: Pretty good way to go out, but yeah. If and,
0: and it is a great way. I think that's one of those things that, like, hopefully the people around him, like, if he's thinking of doing it, they'll at least remind him and make that part of his thinking process. Like, listen, you're not going to top what you just did to go out. That's, that's as good as it gets. You knocked a guy out in 38 seconds. You suffered no more damage. You looked amazing. You got a brilliant highlight to end it. You're not going to be the champion again. Why don't you just walk off? Hmm. unless he's got like a million two million dollars coming his way Bigger, yeah. but that's you know that's a different thing you want to make a little a lot of money fine that, <laughs> that makes more sense right here's my pick
1: mm-hmm. martin campman oh, that would have been fun that would
0: have been fun i think it would have because we got the technician we got not that robbie isn't capable of you know some solid technique and stuff but he is uh mm. let's say a little more of a bruiser in the sense that he's got that nasty power and i think the chess match there would be a lot of fun plus how many times have we seen martin campman in these wild
1: fights too yeah, they're both fighting the night guys. Yeah,
0: like as <laughs> as much as Martin Campman is, has has really terrific technique, he was absolutely in fun fun fights. So I think, and that was not a stutter. That was a, a double fun for s uh for uh, emphasis. That's the emphasis. Word. Emphasis. Tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Martin Campman, That's my that's my one unrequited Robbie Lawler fight that I think would have been fun. But they were they didn't really overlap in the ufc in the same way like robbie i think came back like around the time that uh that martin was kind of on his way out of the sport It's not quite but it was close to that time so it just didn't it just didn't happen chips in the night yeah, he called it quits early he did he, he could have kept going i think he was probably he was like he would have been top 10 when he walked away like he was not done he probably just said i'm good unless there was something that i don't know about that that was uh causing him to retire that i'm not aware of maybe hopefully not i hope he's doing well that's all i really want to say all right um but yeah, so that's I think that's all we had for our kind of starter plate, right? We've got we've got some stuff to get to. We have fewer rounds to get to, even though I think a lot of people are tuning in to listen. To yeah, I hope so. I hope this so is, too. This is the interesting stuff. I think so. We always we always see a boost when there's not just these type of fights where split decisions that get everybody talking, especially get everybody complaining, but also when they're on the main card or in the main event or a championship fight on a pay per view. All this stuff kind of adds up, especially to Some of our bigger episodes. We'll try to rise to the occasion for you, dear listener. One more thing before we get to the contested rounds, of which there are three. The unanimity report, because there were three, that means the other 17 out of 20 were unanimous. The judges were on the same page in scoring exactly the same way 85% of the time. No 9-8 splits. Pure winners each time. Um, It's a good percentage. 85 is a good percent. Now let's get to the rounds. Let's do it it's uh we've got to lead with the title fight this is this is kind of where you go whenever it was a title mm-hmm. fight that's got people talking that kind of has to start it off mm-hmm. right so let's go to Pantoja against Moreno split decision two 47s and a 49 46 the other way for Moreno those two majority scorecards came from Derek Clear and Janitro Comijo, who saw all five rounds the same it was uh Ben Cartledge, former guest of our show who was split off in rounds three and five a lot of people up in arms about that we've got to get to it let's talk about round three
1: starts out you know a quick low blow they're like they pause yeah like <laughs> any good round it's like, all right 10 seconds in you know moreno just put it on pantoja he's like right, don't worry about it let's just keep fighting sure. keep fighting moreno lands two solid elbows after they start up again, splitting pantoja open but pantoja gets it to the ground Takes the back, locks in the body triangle. Marino just keeps scrambling. Uh, and he's able to get low enough where he really wasn't in much danger of rear naked. Because he got his, the, the body triangle was kind of around the rib cage. Um, as he kept moving, kept somehow kept getting lower and lower. Um, and he's able to get on top and land some punches. Uh, he stands up. Uh, on the feet, I definitely think Marino's winning. It's a great fight. Both guys letting it go. Uh, but Pantoja's definitely behind. Later in the round, Pantoja gets a takedown. Moreno reverses it quickly, but he eats this up kick, and Marino kind of slowly goes to the ground. Like it was kind of weird, weird reaction. Uh, I think it was in a reaction that that seemed to indicate that hey, maybe that didn't feel great. Oh, let me let me get down here. What? Yeah, was, yeah. Um, that's how I read that. Uh, ate a fu- uh a couple follow up elbows. Um, but Marino started returning fire with some ground and pound left hands. I think it's such a very close round, but I think Marino was more effective ultimately. Barely 10-9, Marino. So, like,
0: there's a lot – obviously, we talk about split rounds, like, all the time. I don't know how many we've talked about. Like, hundreds and hundreds, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, I feel like it's just kind of like, yeah, it was close. Could have gone either way. And, like, that's really just because, like, there was kind of one element that, like, ah, you know, maybe a punch here or there. Like, it goes, right? This is a round that – I mean, you just described a whole lot of things happening, you know? Yeah. And I think this is one of those rounds where, like, you can actually build, like, kind of a separate and compelling case for each man. It's not – Really, a, oh, I thought he landed a little better. Oh, I thought he did. There, there, you could sit there and have like a like a, like a high school type debate and say, well, this person did this and this and this. And say, well, I think he did this, this, and this. And you could sit there and make like a real fascinating case, I think. A very deep one. Yeah. For each guy. That's mm. how I felt at the time. I summarized it in a, a more brief, you know, tweet-sized way, live scoring this, right? And I did give it to Pantoja. And I also said, good luck, judges, because I felt this this was one of those ones that was like, dang, this isn't going to be easy. So, like I said, I gave it to Pantoja, but good golly. How can you sit there and not understand, like, there is another way to look at this? So I I, I hope nobody is too up in arms about this one. I feel like I have seen people saying, I don't see how you can get three rounds for Moreno, and I think... Anyone who believes that is just nuts. You're not. You're not grounded in reality if you can't see how you can get at least three rounds, two, three, and four. Especially, I would say, because um, I think round round two is not controversial, not at all, not even a little bit. Everybody knew that was a Moreno round. Everybody, the judges, the people at home, everything's honky dory right there. Round four, I had. I should note, uh, I had that one for. Pantoja, but all the judges had it for Moreno, and I'm not the least bit surprised. I thought it was a close round. I don't know how you saw it at the time.
1: I, think but... I had I had it forty eight, forty seven, Pantoja as my so you must, final. So... Then you must
0: have had one, four, and five for Pantoja. Yeah, four, one four, That had five. to be it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I have a feeling where you went with everywhere else. But um yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, I can totally get there. I and I think if you can't see it that way, you're you're willfully not trying to acknowledge that there's another path here.
1: Right, but then you're gonna you're gonna have the people that are like well, if you can go either way, might as well just make it a 10-10, but then it's like... That's not what it is. It's not a 10-10 because there is so much offense in this round. It'd be so unfair to, to be like, you know what? You guys put all that effort in. 10-10. It's a tie. Think of it like this. is this we can't pick up winner. This just popped in my head. Imagine you're at a restaurant,
0: right? Mm-hmm. You want two things, but you're yeah. only going to get one. You can't right. just say, oh, gosh, can I just get a little of both? Mm. There, like give me a half plate of each i want i want to be tied here it's like no you can like both you can uh, you can see the benefits of both you still have to pick one and it's not just about you know flipping a coin when it comes to a fight you actually have to have an opinion and you have to be able to back it up and the judges do that they do have to justify themselves later on to the commission this isn't something where we don't see it and i don't like that we have no you know broad access to this kind of thing as people um even from the commission to, like, get this kind of thing later and say, like, listen, can you tell us one of the reasons why, like, they were saying this could be this round, right? It would be nice if that was something that could be made in public or, like, whatever. But I, I don't think we need to get to the point where judges are submitting long-form written essays to the commission that needs to be able to put out there, right? Or or themselves having to justify it that way. If they want to, That's that should be okay, too, but
1: just be if you want to you should be able to
0: but i do think it would be it would be a good thing if the commissions especially because the commissions deny the judges and the officials the right to talk about this stuff they deny mm-hmm. it and technically you're not denied from it but you understand implicitly that if you do that you will lose out on opportunities potentially for good so don't freaking do it that's that's kind of what I understand from the situation is it is it is one of those deals. Like, just hey. stupid. What are you hiding? Mm-hmm. So if they're, if the commissions are stopping them from talking, and I think I went to this rant a few weeks ago too, but if the commissions are stopping people from talking, if they're stopping officials from talking, you have to make up for it as the commission. You, you're saying, okay, they're not responsible. They don't want to talk about it. You're the organization. You still have to justify yourselves. You're a state-run
1: organization. Put that out there. We should have like a press secretary like, like the White House.
0: I mean, there it are comes a lot of... out and
1: gives a daily report every event.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who work in PR for state governments. So there's no reason we couldn't find a way to get somebody hired to the Nevada staff, especially with all the money that... Uh, Nevada is making off of UFC events And they make good money off of it So I would like to see that and, and I think that would take a lot of the pressure Off of the actual judges themselves Because at least the commission has to answer for it
1: Yeah, I mean, they're never going to do it But no, no, whatever. Do it. Yeah,
0: but anyway, this is obviously the, the the factor with this round is like Yes, Ben Carter was split off in this one And I didn't score it that way But holy heck, could I absolutely 100% see how you get a Marino round Is it the way he said it? I don't know but i see it i totally got it in the in the moments after the round i knew it was a really close fight and i that it was a close 5 minute period right mm-hmm. and i knew we were going to be talking about it on the show i absolutely knew it it's super close super fine to go either way absolutely let's go to round 5 this is the one that i think is start, found people found as, as much more galling i should say in in reactions to that kind of thing they were appalled by the 49 46 in particular, because of this round. So let's go into this round.
1: Yeah, I mean the first forty seconds of this round, they kind of just stare at each other, and I, I can't blame them. They started it, a few rounds this way. Like, it, round one, especially. It, it's been a wild pace so far. Yeah. Um, you know, then they then they, you know they start fighting. Uh, both guys were landing good shots. I think Marino was a bit more effective. His left hand, especially, was landing pretty good, moving Pantoja around. But Pantoja wasn't far behind at all. Uh, he gets he was in it. He gets a takedown, pro- and there's about
0: two minutes left here. I yeah. Think, yeah.
1: Ends up locking up a uh, body triangle standing with about a minute 45 left and just starts punching a little bit, a few a strikes little, little here, bit. here. Took uh, a bit, too. Uh, locked in DC
0: a... even was commented on the fact that, like, oh, he's not doing anything. And then it's like, no, now he's starting yeah, to punch. He started,
1: started to throw some punches. He locked in a face crank. I mean, that's not going to finish Brandon Marino, but could. it's um, something. Sounds uh, good the crank is. Uh, throws a few more strike. You know, this back sequence really was the difference for me. Yeah. Uh, I guess Cartilage maybe thought Marino had a bigger edge in the stand up. Uh, I just didn't see it that way, uh, so I'm ten nine Pantoja. We're obviously guessing here, right, yeah, um, but I would say if if I was to make a suggestion for why I think
0: perchance Ben Cartlidge scored round five for Moreno here, I think it's probably a devaluing of what occurred during that standing body triangle sequence, which was the duration of the the fight mm-hmm. from two minutes left. It was really all that, and I can understand it because like really like like I said, yes, a face crank could finish him, but I don't think the one that we saw was gonna get him there. I don't think that was mm-hmm. in a close position or how how big are the punches being landed? I don't know. um, we're not there, obviously he didn't they didn't look that big. you know, I'm coming up with reasons that I can see, hey, maybe this yeah. is why right. How I said that. I thought that Pantoja was not nearly far enough behind Moreno on the in the stand up for the first three minutes that having the body triangle should be should score i mean a body triangle is it it can be a damaging position too it's not a
1: it's it can be a sapping position you know i mean if we're being honest it's just two hooks should be enough but
0: but body triangle makes it but especially yeah because it's a different thing right so i think for me i felt very good tipping it over to pantoja here because i didn't think it was that far ahead on the feet maybe i'm wrong i don't know i do think this is I, i feel very good about this one i i think to me sitting in my chair at home who have now watched this round twice. I think this to me is a clear enough round for Pantoja but again i'm I'm sitting here and I'm trying to say, hey, let me see it through judge Cartledge's eyes potentially, right can't speak for him, but let me look that through it that way and that's what I see as a potential reason. does
1: that make sense to you yeah it's it's possible mm-hmm. I mean hes he's Kate side he knows what what he's feeling mm-hmm. he feels they're bigger so i was gonna see it so i don't so, think so ultimately
0: yeah i don't i don't think for me sitting at home which again is this is key This is a key distinction here i don't think it's a great score but i can see the justification too that's the real thing so like
1: how bad a score is it i really i don't think it's that bad a score also it's, in the grand scheme of things brandon Marino won in his card anyway
0: oh yeah that that's the other thing so, too we're talking about around five that truly if he scored it the other way it doesn't change who won on his card and it doesn't change the winner of the fight. So yes, if you want to sit there and say, okay, you're supposed to get every single round, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You want to hold them to the highest standard. That's fine. The judges do too. They want to get it right. I don't know if judge Cartledge thought he got it wrong here or not. I have no idea. I'm sure he feels fine with it. Cause I think a lot of judges feel like they understand what it is watching cage side. And we do not. And I think this is, this is just not that much of a blowout round. It's just not, you know, it's really not. If, if, Put it this way, if Moreno had to, like, fight off a real solid rear naked choke attempt, right? Mm-hmm. A real solid submission attempt of any kind, other than, like, kind of that, like, oh, he's looking for a neck crank that did, or a face crank that didn't mm-hmm. really present itself, right? It just didn't happen. If it was something more real, I would bet, who. and I'm not just going to say an experienced judge. I'm going to say it loud and clear, and it's something I already said on social media. Ben Cartledge is the best judge, MMA judge, in the world. That's my opinion. I don't agree with him here. But he's still the best judge in the world. I don't care what happened. He's still the best. The body of work speaks for itself. We've had him on the show. We've heard him talk about judging. Um, so we've been very privileged to to get that insight. This sounds like someone who understands the gig way better than all the people sitting there who can't fathom why. Right? And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but that's how I see it. And I feel confident in it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. I disagree with him as well. But you could, you could maybe get there. I, he did get there. Well, he got there. Sure. <laughs> that's why we're talking about it, sir. If I thought it was close on the feet, I did mm-hmm. think Marino had an edge. I'm guessing maybe cage side. He had a bigger edge and this back sequence didn't change or things. It changed it for me. That's it. Yeah.
0: I, I, I just, I, I have a feeling, at least if this is me, if I'm in his shoes, I'm looking at it as a philosophical, how much do I actually weigh the grappling? That's, that's what this round seems to come down to for me is how much do you actually weigh? Maybe I'm wrong. But that's how I see it. So and that's why that's why in that context I can't actually get it. Mm. I don't know. I don't I don't have much more to say other than at least I I, I will say I think there were enough people out there who weren't just immediate certainly were some, but there were enough people out there, especially people like Luke Thomas, uh, who at least acknowledge that hey, this is a judge who has a good track record, right? Like, I don't know what he was thinking here, but there's there's a good track record here that we can at least say, like, look, this isn't like every week we're complaining about Saldemano. No, which is wrong, by the way. First off, everybody gets it wrong. Um, save for that one. Like I said, that one a few weeks ago, you know, that's the first time. But like, this isn't one of the quote unquote usual suspects that everyone's always complaining about. It'll stick in people's heads, but he's a great judge. He'll be fine. He's not going anywhere, realistically, because he's a great judge.
1: It was funny on the broadcast because they throughout the whole fight, they're like, I don't know how you score this. Oh fight. god, yes. I don't know how you score it. And then after they read the score, that's a terrible scorecard. Mm-hmm. Are you like what? It it's it happens ev- with every single the, person. The amount every of
0: short term memory. It's like it's like ten second Tom from fifty first dates, man. <laughs> oh, hi, I, I I'm Tom. knew you'd get that one. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> yeah, it, that is that is absolutely unfortunately, um, the let let's say the color commentators that typically work the pay per views. I don't think John uh, Anik typically falls into that pitfall. He keeps a level head. He kind of tries to balance it out, I think. He, he'll he he'll share his feelings on a Monday on his own show, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he knows to compartmentalize that kind of thing, which is that's fine. You can have your own opinion. I think John is wise to do that. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've probably exhausted this one. Look, you're going to sit there and maybe you think, okay, I guess that makes sense, Scott. Or like, no, Scott, stop bending over backwards for him. Whatever. You can take what you want. But I i put in the work on this i try to understand this and i wish some people would too
1: are you gonna freak out if it if it was red 48 47 merino i know it's like (laughs) what's the difference there
0: are some people who can't see that either but you know again that's that is truly an a them problem yeah so there is one more fight we're gonna talk about usually we have like five six rounds to talk about we only got three this time but at least two of them were kind of doozies and this Mm -hmm. this might be the dooziest of all dan hooker Got the win over Jalen Turner. And again, what we're saying is potentially the three round fight of the year. Just two fights before the potential five round fight of the year. But it's a split a split decision. Twenty-nine twenty-eight's all around. Round three is our split. Hooker took the second after Jalen Turner took the first. Let's talk about this round three.
1: Yeah. All right. Early, Turner was actually doing well. After that, you know, the way round two ended was was pretty bad for him. Uh I mean, it, t- it still took him just a little bit to shake the cobwebs out, too. Yeah, I think I Hooker whacked him once, backed him to the cage, but then you know, he just kind of he started landing good teeps to the body, mm-hmm. good straights to the head. He kind of fought his way in. Yeah, yeah, Hooker was returning and landing some decent ones on his own, but up to this point, I think it's Turner winning uh, until Hooker hurts Turner and drops him, gets on top, landing some ground and pound. I think it's pretty clear for Hooker. Turner, he's kind of landing some elbows from the bottom, but you know it's not outweighing what Hooker's doing from the top i think we got to add this one to the list this is a 10-9 hooker round i actually would go a step further and say that i don't think
0: turner was necessarily up before he was knocked down i think really i think hooker was doing just fine that's how i read that okay i think i think he was landing the more impactful strikes as they were coming okay um obviously great fight competitive fight still but i thought even at that, Hooker was ahead. Maybe not in a way that I would have been like, "Well, he's got to be winning this round." It could still be competitive. It could be close. You know that kind of thing. But yeah, that knockdown followed by all the sequence that end that ensued with him, you know, being in control, landing all this stuff, and 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 building up his side of the card, and Jalen Turner really not doing anything else the rest of the round to remotely take it back.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is landing elbows in the bottom. but like that's I said, just that's not, not being, enough. It's there's he's not. That's not outweighing what Hooker's doing. It's, it's not
0: going to like you can obviously we've seen and and I think you and I are even probably proponents of the idea that yes, you can actually score from the bottom, but like they also have to be shots that are outdoing what your opponent on top is, and that's not what's happening here. I don't think. Um, and nothing compares to the fact that even if let's 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 just say for argument's sake the the bow the bottom stuff is even right. And then let's just say, like you're saying, that Turner is, you know, maybe—what what would you say? Is he slightly ahead before that? Yeah, the I, thought was, Sorry, I thought he was slightly something. ahead, yeah, right? I mean, it's probably even—that's that, not where I go, but I, I can give you that, right? That knockdown is big. That's an immediately impactful strike. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely the type of thing that has to weigh heavily when you're scoring around here. So— I very much push back on the idea that this could be a turnaround. I think we absolutely have to land it on the list. A- am I crazy in thinking this might be one of the 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 more obvious fights that was that had a, a, a that was a contested round, a, a round that was a contested round? I- this is this one of the more obvious ones that didn't go that way, or am I am I too going too far here?
1: It's it's. I knew we were going to have a round from this fight. I mean, that makes I sense. I totally but... did not
0: expect it to be this one. Yeah. I'll I think that's that. what surprised a lot of people. When, when the so. card came out, people were surprised that it was a split decision. And then when the card came out and they were like, it's round three. And obviously people can react as we have already went into ad nauseum and we've talked about before, but even I'm like round three. Really? That's the one. Um, it re-
1: that is really the one. Because guess... this is, this is just a
0: bad score to me. I think it is. And I don't think this comes down to, Hey, were you there for this kind of, I mean, does does the judge in question, who gave it to Turner, and that being Adelaide Bird, um, who is also one of those lightning rod judges, right? Um, does she see the strike that knocks Jalen Turner down? Because if she doesn't see it, she can't score it, and you know that doesn't mean she was looking away or looking at her phone like a bunch of the, uh, you know, let's let's say the more crass and and you know flip people, right? Mm-hmm. More flippant. Uh, here's here's your SAT word for the day: flippant.
1: Flipping people off? No, 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 flippant. Oh.
0: Yeah, Um. <laughs> but they would obviously say, oh, you know, just looking away, doing other stuff. You can miss it for a lot of reasons. Ref can get in the way. Post can get in the way. A lot of stuff. Maybe you just had the fighter in the way and you couldn't see, hey, how it ha- how it landed. But
1: Yeah, maybe one of the photographers that don't give them any personal space whatsoever got in their way. It's
0: entirely possible.
1: Having said that, I-, I don't know. I just... Photographers should be banned from the judges' panels. Go shoot somewhere else. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm okay with that um and i work in media but yeah i i was not happy to see this scorecard i I think this was a bad score again i can see how these things type of happen but man this is a rough one and it's unfortunate the name attached to it because uh judge bird gets a lot of heat uh some of it i don't think is deserved i think she's actually a better mma judge than a lot of people realize still probably more judges i would prefer to put in the chair than than her but there's a few that i would certainly prefer her to right um it's 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 not a good score. This absolutely goes to the list. This is gonna be one of those ones we really really I think. Um, but look, hey, everyone is calling for the head of of Judge Bird every time something like this happens, it's not as bad as you think. I actually really do think it is what it is with her. Right? The the other judges, I should say, the ones who saw it our way for a 10 nine hooker were Judges Derrick Clear and mom McCarthy. You know, we obviously agreed with them. Do you want to talk
1: about real quick round two? Just that say... that
0: was the one that a lot of people did actually think yeah, was gonna be split.
1: Throughout this whole fight, I want to I want to say round one. I think the judges nailed it. That's a Turner round, even though it's close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely the right right scores Turner. And round two that other people had the other way for Turner, I think this they nailed this. I think you absolutely have to give this round to Dan Hooker. Mm-hmm. And Adelaide Berg nailed that. So you got to praise there.
0: I think that's fair too um not a lot of people want to sit there and praise the judges because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right but like also like sometimes they just get it right and it's not that easy it's okay to do that especially on our show we
1: can do that. yeah you guys never get mad at the weatherman
0: oh oh no everyone gets mad at the weatherman <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> i mean not the man who does it but like the idea of the weatherman I never get mad at it no no, not i uh, i mean i don't get mad at the weatherman because i don't look at the weather i just kind of walk out and i'm like oh i guess it's raining today
1: that's exactly i was talking about this yesterday <laughs> Anyway. I need my wife to tell me the weather. She <laughs> like, looks. Like I don't know the weather till I walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh um, or we'll look out the window. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think this round's a great example of the more effective fighter winning the round. Sure. Sure, Turner landed big shots, and I do think there can be an argument made for it. I don't think I think it's a small case. Uh he landed good at distance, but Hooker's never really that hurt. That you know, he's getting kind of tagged, picked apart a bit. Turner lands that big head kick followed up by elbows, but Hooker continues to return fire. He's not wobbled. Uh, it just seems like we're on a a clear, you know, round for Turner here. Who got the needle
0: farther over is kind of where you'd lean, right? Yeah, so... farther the end of the, uh, the breaking point.
1: Right, so Turner, Turner clearly winning up until this point. And then Hooker starts unloading, and he does wobble Turner. Turner is visibly hurt. He continues to smash him in the face. Then Turner loses balance trying to throw a knee. Hooker has him, uh, in a game over rear naked choke. He just ran out of time. This, this was like... A picture-perfect rear naked choke, perfect technique. I'm going to pop your head off. That choke was so tight, perfectly locked in, super effective grappling, and that pushes it in his favor, and I think that's why you absolutely have to score this round for Dan Hooker. Sure. And the judges did.
0: Yeah. Good job on that. Absolutely. And again, overall, 17 out of 20. It's a good percentage. We're talking about a couple rounds that we didn't see that way, but that's that's a good percentage. You like to see that. Mm -hmm. They're getting it right more often than not. Average is about 71%, by the way. So, like, 85 is is distinctly better. Of all the averages, you're going to get some, you know, 58%, that kind of thing. These things happen in MMA.
1: We haven't had a, a 0%, so mm-hmm. that's good. No, we haven't.
0: <laughs> I can't remember a time where we were like sub 50, if it was. It was not even Australia. Australia. <laughs> no, well, well, not this time, but it was.
1: <laughs> we got Sydney coming in too. I'm months. saying,
0: if it's going to be somewhere, it's probably Australia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Oh, Sydney, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah. That'll be... Oy, oy, oy. Anyway, we, that was it for the contested rounds. We do have one round for our 10-7 watch, which, uh, as as some of you know, regular listeners, this is where we look at rounds that were unanimous 10-8s to say, hey, is this is a 10-7. And we do have one of those. Just one. Tatsuro Tyra got the win over Edgar Shire's. Unanimous decision, 29-27 across the board. Round two is our unanimous 10 eight judges here are again judge bird judge cartilage and judge cleary they're all over the show mm-hmm. i mean this, again not many people but yeah this is they're they're kind of our stars here i guess right uh because cleary was actually on the uh i believe all three of the other rounds in the majority if i'm not mistaken yeah he was
1: yeah all 12 rounds he scored was in the majority
0: mm-hmm. that's that's good percentage there um the question I would have for you, because we don't have to dive deep into this, but is this a Twins? No. Ten seven? No. No.
1: Very good round, dominant on the ground, good duration, just there's no overwhelming amount of damage here. Not even close. So.
0: Not even a little bit. It's- like, the, the the level of danger that Shirez is placed in, honestly, I'm almost surprised they gave this a 10-8, just the way they've been doing things, but I, I like it. I like it as an 8.
1: Yeah, I'm glad it's an 8.
0: Yeah, so, great job. Not a seven, not no, even close. No, this is <laughs> this is where it's supposed to be.
1: And that is it for the rounds.
0: Talk about the finishes here. We had nine of them, guys. Seven taos or no, KOs, excuse me, or TKOs. Two submissions. Five of these ended in the first round. Five, four of them ended in forty seconds or less. Thirty-eight. Actually. What was your favorite finish?
1: Oh, no surprise here. Bo Nickel destroying a very dangerous Val Woodburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he should be on his way to Sydney to fight Izzy, but uh, he just isn't. Oh, okay. So, but yeah. Didn't even have to use his wrestling at all. Even ate a big right before he knocked him out. Good on both you.
0: You know how long that took, by the way?
1: That took 38 that seconds.
0: 38 seconds. Oh. My favorite was, of course, Robbie Lawler. Mm. Extracted just one more soul on his way out the door. Nico Price. They've got the feel-good, premeditated retirement victory. Sometimes people retire off a win, mm-hmm. you know, like like the Amanda Nunes did last month, right? Um, but we didn't know. That this was going to be your final fight. Technically, that was premeditated. She knew. But, man, for to, to have all the buildup, to have all the, oh, you know, thanks for all the years. They showed, you know, all these. Uh, he, induct, he was inducted for the fight weighing yeah. into the Hall of Fame with that fight that we both said was our favorite against uh, Rory McDonald. So he had to accept an award. Like 12 hours before um, weigh-in, mm-hmm. when most of these guys are, like, sitting in a sauna or, like, dehydrating <laughs> themselves. He's up there making a speech. Mm. It's Like, good golly. <laughs> this is wild, um, and that only took thirty eight seconds too.
1: Impressive mm-hmm. that we put both of those.
0: Yeah, Every, everything should end in thirty eight seconds, mm-hmm. especially heavyweight fight. Oh yeah, that would be really man. Imagine if we set the uh, the limit on heavyweight fights to thirty eight seconds, and they had to just run in and like go berserk for thirty eight <laughs> seconds. Be incredible. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> like The equivalent of like the phone booth. Have you, have you seen the phone booth fights? No, oh, you know, I mean, have there, There's a promotion at the just like a lot of weird ones. If okay. you fo- if you follow Cap you're gonna see stuff like this, right? Um, because I'll share around um, all sorts of stuff. And and I definitely saw one like a couple years ago, and there's just like two people in a phone booth, literal phone booth, just like fighting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, it's just so
0: stupid, but like in a great way. <laughs> oh, it's good comedy. Yeah, that's it for the finishes. Um, And I think that's it for UFC 290. We can move on from it. Which, by the way, I think a lot of people are saying this is the card of the year. Uh, Probably locked it up. Great card. I think the hyper hyperbole that it could be the best card since like UFC 189 or something is just absurd. Which is that was the one that um, Robbie and uh, Mm -hmm. Rory fought on. I don't think it's quite that level.
1: Well, your 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 algorithm thing will figure it out. Well, that's different though. So that that's oh. only
0: that's only talking about the quality of like the the ranking of the fighters. Oh, so it's very different than the results of the fights. Oh. It's more like how did it look coming in? Okay, you know. But again, that's only based on ranking. So like, Bo Nickel would not be rated very high because it's all you know. It's all, his his level of intrigue is not is about hype and not previous uh, accomplishment in this previous
1: accomplishment in this sport. Man, it was 4-0 coming into this. Four finishes.
0: You're right. Everyone who's 4-0 should be thought of as a goat. Come on. Every single fighter on earth who's 4-0, they're goats.
1: Four finishes in the UFC? Yeah.
0: They've won four more fights than me. I'll give them that. But no. All right. Anyway. It's raining out,
1: Scott. It is raining. I
0: I can't wait to walk out in that when we're done recording here. But uh, (laughs) but yes, so UFC Vegas 77. We have this big card, and we're going to come down next week with a total letdown. Um, On paper. On paper.
1: I do think somebody... I, I like some fights here. I actually do. I don't have any fights in particular that I like, mm-hmm. but I do think that we're going to get some solid matchups that are going to end up being pretty interesting. But the
0: problem is that this just isn't a card that anyone's sitting there being like, oh, at least we get this after this well, This is a nice one. It's just like, oh, it's it's a, it's a Just Some Fights week, isn't it? It's a Just Some Fights. It's a Just, it's some, a just fights. some Fights, yeah. Um, to borrow, that that is from the co-main event podcast. I, I, need, I have to credit mm. that there. But anyway, we've got Holly Holm. Kind of the go-to person for main eventing UFC that no one really seems to love watching fight. Um, and she's a fantastic fighter. It's just for whatever reason, she just doesn't have a whole lot of fans. I don't, I don't know what it She got. is. Let's say she's got more detractors that are vocal than fans that are open about it. Anyway, she's fighting against Myra Bueno Silva at 135 here. I think it's a neat fight. I think it makes sense. Bueno Silva has earned a, a fight against the level of fighter of Holly Holm. I, I think that's great. I think Holly Holmes still has a lot to do in this sport. Now everything's wide open without Amanda Nunes. You even had Misha Tate the other day saying, like, none of us were going to beat her. So she feels like she can win now, too. <laughs> she literally said that. None of us were going to beat her. It was like, I couldn't believe that. But, like, in a great way, I was like, you know what? Respect Misha. She, Misha, she understood okay. where things were. And, and kudos to her for saying that. Because she could have easily just been like, oh, you know, I think we could have beat her if I got my second chance. Like, she knew. She was in there. She understood. There was, a, there was a different level there. So,
1: Do you like this fight at all? Um, pretty sure we're going to talk about it.
0: I think we're going to talk about it. I think we're going to um, get a lot of cage clinching.
1: I'm hoping that the reason we're talking about it is because uh, Bueno Silva locks up a sub. Okay. Um, so, and I pick that as my favorite. I know where your rooting interest but, is. Uh, that's what uh, I'm kind of hoping for. Because Holly is just, when she wins, it's a decision. Yeah. It's just, unless she, it's Ronda Rousey, she kicks her head off. Like, yeah. That's it. I think that's her last her last finish. Actually, no, I no, think, I don't believe so. I think so. You I mean, think she's so. been finished since then, but I think yes, she has. I don't think she's finished anybody's. Oh, she finished Betch Koheya. Yeah. Okay, that was her last finish.
0: Is that one you just remembered? I'm looking. I'm trying I to didn't know. I up, just so. looked it up. Oh, you did. Okay.
1: Betchcoheya was her last finish in 2017. Interesting. Okay, that's longer ago than I thought. I thought she had unless one she's one getting there. finished <laughs> by Amanda Nunez. <laughs> she didn't finished anybody. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So. Yeah, but you know what? She hasn't fought a ton, either.
0: Oh, she's fought enough. eight like, fights. But that was seven years ago. Seven fights. Six years
1: ago. And you said we can't even count that anymore if it's been five years. No, 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 no. I said in the terms <laughs> of a rivalry, you can just... That's like preseason. Throw yeah, it out. I, okay.
0: right. I mean, she did take a year and a half off from uh, October 2020 to May 22.
1: And she lost. Well, she was, it was a split, and then people were upset about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was,
0: I was, I was in uh, Ocean City, Maryland for that one, and everyone yeah. freaked out. I'm like, good God, am I going to sit on my phone while I'm like, enjoying the bachelor party I'm at? <laughs> sure enough, well, a lot of it was winding down, so that I it wasn't an issue. But anyway, over back to the rest of uh, Vegas 77, which, of course, we're not talking about everything. But we got the Vegas judges again, Nevada judges. I think the quality of judging is going to be st- still stupendous. And I would feel just great if Ben Cartledge was on this card again. I hope he's not, because, I mean, I imagine he's going to fly back to England and then come back. Like, that's, ugh, who wants to do that? Who wants to spend that much time on a plane?
1: No, you just let him stay in Vegas. Enjoy the week. Go to the pool. I know, most of these guys have jobs. World Series of Poker's on. Yeah, most of these guys have Go jobs. hang out and play poker. Who, who
0: is a full-time judge? There's really not that many. Well, they should be. There's not that many. I mean, maybe someone like Sal D'Amato gets enough work, because he he works like all the events so for all i know he doesn't need a, a day job but yeah i think maybe everybody, can,
1: everybody else i imagine still has
0: a secondary income i would try to get
1: a remote job if i was a
0: judge yeah
1: okay that'd you be pretty that. cool
0: like what what would you do what's a remote job that would that would uh, sub- that would like supplement
1: your income enough? a rem- uh, like a web developer or something all right well you, you need those you skills can, you can do that anywhere yeah but you just you need to get those skills first well yeah well you have them i'm saying sure. yeah but like you know do you have that? I'm working on getting them. You are? Yeah. I, I, I am I know more than the average Joe.
0: Okay. I believe it. So Yeah. Um see so like you said, you're not really looking forward to any one particular fight.
1: Couchsidejudges.com coming soon. There you go. I'm
0: looking <laughs> forward to that. That's that'll be a nice day. Um there's a few fights that I do wanna see. Terrence McKinney against Nazim uh, Sadikov, mm-hmm. 155 pounds. I'm always interested in Terrence McKinney's progress. Uh it, it hasn't been super smooth. Well but I think
1: I, I, I think there's still a lot of potential in this guy. After that last fight, is it too soon or no? What was what was his last fight? I can't remember. It was Ishmael Bonfim flying knee to the Yeah, but when a, was that? That was in January. Yeah, that's a while ago. I know, I, I mean I'm so, no head doctor. I don't know. Oh well, is six months enough to recover from such a vicious knockout? Sir, the
0: commission cleared him. You okay. can imagine that the commission is only looking <laughs> The Commission
1: also cleared uh uh I forget his name. He's gonna fight Jim Miller. After the, the head knockout with uh, Bobby Green, uh, Jared Gordon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was. And crazy. then they found out. No, never mind. We we, we Not going to happen.
0: That was ugly. And proves what my point really was. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's one. Tyson Nam, I'm always interested in, too, because, you know, B- Tyson Nam, he's going to knock someone out or he's going to lose. <laughs> like. He doesn't really have a whole lot of modes. Otherwise, he's he's kind of one of those guys that like sometimes he's going to land it and you're out. But like some days it just doesn't happen for him. He's not going to win. Um, but he's been doing this a very long time at 35 at 25. He's here at 25 against as uh, that Maxim undefeated. Yeah, I'm inclined to think Maxim wins, but I don't know. Again, you can never count out Tyson. Ham for that exact reason. That's why I like seeing him fight. And then I'm going to make an interesting choice here, for especially for people who listening and even for you. Walt Harris. Coming back off of a two-year layoff against Josh Parison. the reason that I highlight this in particular is because number one, I interviewed him last week. Okay, great conversation, fascinating guy. He's got a lot of de- a lot of uh, things going on. Was training with John Jones uh, in the last couple months. He had taken two years away from fighting entirely because, um, in his words, he came back too soon mm-hmm. uh, after his uh, stepdaughter Nia Blanchard was uh, was murdered. So uh, I think he needed to get his mind right. It is his mind clear. Uh, but he seems he seems much more um ready to go than maybe like just going through the motions. He seemed like I've got the hunger now. You know, okay. I, I bought it back again. Well,
1: I hope he ends in the first five minutes. Yeah,
0: that I also so... <laughs> I'm mean, good golly. Uh but I'll say this. The one thing he pushed back on was the idea that people have of him having a bad gas tank, right? Which we thought we've seen right in the last few fights. And maybe, you know, that's his opinion. That's what he's telling you, right? Um, but like he had great success against alistair Overeem before he just completely faded in round two his last three he's lost three fights in a row all by first or second round stoppage but he said that in each of those fights he could tell you the moment like mentally he just like wasn't there anymore and i think again he's associating that with kind of some of the issues about just not being right and coming back too quickly from the the personal tragedy that he suffered Mm -hmm. so look I'm not gonna tell him he's wrong. <laughs> he suffered something that me as a parent hopes to never, yeah. ever experience. So, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that fight. I have nothing against Josh Reason, but but I'm very intrigued to see what Walt Harris does. Here. All right. You know, that's how I would put that one. By anyway, he played college basketball. Really? Yeah. Position guard. He was well, like I, a that's slasher. Gonna,
1: well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. It, he he's six be five. A guard because he's not that tall no he's six play, five to, but he's the size of a power forward in a center
0: now he is he said in the in, uh. well actually he didn't say i found uh, a page that listed him at 212 in college that's pretty he was big. a guard yeah that's that's, pretty big. that's michael jordan size basically he's, jordan was six six uh 216 when he came mm-hmm. back right that's a big person but also like a pretty normal sized guard. He said he gained a lot of weight. He was kind of depressed after, uh, after college ended and didn't really know what to do. He gained a lot of weight. And then, you know, as he kind of lost some weight, he, turned a lot of the fat into muscle okay so that's how that happened but anyway you should look for my that interview too yeah you know i like to pug my stuff when i can here's the one thing too that you need to know about sir jack della Madalena. he's mm-hmm. looking for a fight mm-hmm. he's not leaving vegas he's hoping to get a fight this week so See,
1: that's a man who that does.
0: might be something that really like gets you into this one
1: stay in vegas enjoy your time there. <laughs> go to the pool
0: well, he's probably not going to be enjoying his time and going to the pool enjoy he's probably gonna need to stay on wait for a week
1: that's fine Hopefully, he fights pool. at
0: 85. That would be better. It's like, or, it's like 110 war. in Vegas right now. Like, Sir, what if he fights at 175? Fight wherever he want to fight. Don't make him fight at 180 because they it's, won't do 75.
1: If JDM can make it, I'll be very happy to see that. Also, we we had Luke a and RDA on this card. Uh, they got moved to August, though.
0: Yeah, I think they they used the other filler cards as like, well. If we need to, we can just move it because no one gives a crap about this. <laughs> anyway. They already know we're. <laughs> We're kind of just filling filling, uh, programming here. So Let's we'll just throw some bodies in. If we need to pull it, we'll take another one and throw some Contender Series guys and gals up there.
1: It's all fine. Right, They're yeah.
0: cheap. Right.
1: Hit me with the fight that we're going to be talking about.
0: Yeah, Well, I think you actually nailed it by saying Holly Holm and Myra Boyna oh, okay. Silva is almost definitely going to get it. But I would say of the, the fights we didn't mention, uh, we're most likely to be talking about Victoria Dudakova against Estela Nunez at 115 pounds because by the data you are most likely to get a split round from the strawweights. It's like a one in four shot. They're going to be split. Okay. Yeah. It goes all the way down to, at, I, I believe it's lightweight is the lowest, and it's like 17% of the time. So it's like there's a distinct difference between lightweight and strawweight. That's mm. over the course of a five-year period, 2018 through, uh, through the end of June, actually, this year. Mm. So it's a long long time and a lot of data pointing to this stuff oh look at that we got another women's 45 fight yeah i thought
1: this division was dead
0: you know what it's funny they it's almost like they can't stop it from dying but i think part of this a lot of these fights were already in the works when amanda Nunes said now nah, i'm done oh gotcha. so like they're not gonna just be like all right you're all gone yeah. You know, the they, bricks yeah i think they already <laughs> they already let go of oh, i'm trying to think who it was there there was a, a they let go of someone who wanted to fight at 45 um I don't know, it was kind of like a personal like it was like a mutual thing like she was granted her release i think mm. so um but anyway yeah i, I imagine we're not going to see these people very much longer unfortunately for them because you know but also at the same time there are a lot of opportunities oh, they bellator. yeah they've got they've still got choice there in fact they're probably better off so they can get some at least some more push mm-hmm. and maybe
1: even if you fight for bellator you might win a million dollars and that does it for this episode we'll be back again on monday to break down this card and probably talk about holly Holm and mayor bueno so that's a likely story i mean no matter what we're gonna be talking about it but
0: Realistically, yeah. A good chance it's one of those rounds, right?
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, everyone. Have a great week.